0: The rule is don't use commas like a stupid person. I mean it. Lynn Truss.
1: You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing.
0: Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. We have spoken about punctuation at length over the years. But we couldn't let this season go without addressing the most hated punctuation piece of all. This is your commas. One of the fastest
1: ways to announce that you're an amateur is to misplace commas in your work.
0: When I was putting notes together for this episode, I assigned you to find the quote for it, and my only mandate was to not use the Stephen King quote, which is more or less, if it feels good, do it. There are rules.
1: In how I learned commas, I was always taught, if you pause, then put a comma, because that's where you would pause. So every time I would pause to think about the next word, I would put a comma. And it led to a lot of disjointed writing, because I'd have commas in middle of sentences, because I was told, if you pause,
0: put a comma. I will say this applies if you are script writing, either for screen or stage. If you want the actor to pause, you can break these rules. But if it's just you as the writer
1: pausing, don't put a comma. Commas will slow writing down. You tend to have longer sentences if you have a lot of commas. Lee avoids them because she likes short, punchier sentences. It's the writing style that she has. I tend to have a little bit more because I do have a fantasy-esque writing style with longer sentences, more connected sentences. One of the most common uses for commas are items in a list. To make cookies, comma, because that's your introductory phrase, we need to pick up brown sugar, comma, chocolate chips, comma, and butter. Now this is where the debated Oxford comma comes in. It is used when you're listing out three or more things. It's used between the last two items, usually before the and.
0: This is not always the case. AP style will almost never have that comma in there. Not almost never. It never has the comma there. But you especially see it in that prose writing that we talk about. The Oxford comma is highly debated because you do have people
1: like me who prefer to have it. So that if you're listing out three things, there's a clear definition of those three things being individual items. If you don't include that last comma, sometimes the first item, like strippers, comma, and then you put Washington and Lincoln... It looks like you're saying, I'm getting the strippers named Washington and Lincoln.
0: But that's easily solved by saying, I'm getting Washington, Lincoln, and the strippers.
1: Or you can just use the comma because it's not taking up any space.
0: It is. It's slowing you down. How is it slowing you down? Punctuation slows you down. That's the point of punctuation. Obviously, we fall on different sides of this. Clearly.
1: (laughs) But the commas in this case... In a list, don't change how I read. That's the danger of having commas in the wrong places, is it changes how
0: you read the thing. The adjective ahead of the second-to-last noun might also apply to the last noun, if you don't have that comma in there. But more often than not, common sense wins out. I'm not picking up chocolate butter. I'd be interested to see what that looks like. but <laughs> For the most part, Oxford comma is just going to slow you down. Disagree. You can be wrong. It's okay.
1: Mm, I'm not wrong here.
0: I w- encourage you listeners to email us at writingroots at Aspenhouse Publishing.com because we both get that email and tell her that I was right. The Oxford comma is superfluous.
1: Or tell her that I was right and the Oxford comma is still very useful in making sure things are clear. But I'm right. <laughs> No, you're not. Anyways, on to after introductory phrases. This
0: is another place where you put commas. So if you are setting up the sentence with a quick phrase, you're going to put that comma, and then everything after that comma should be its own sentence. I like to eat chocolate cake. The introductory phrase would be, even in the mornings, comma, I like to eat chocolate cake. Whether or not you agree,
1: comma, I'm going to use the Oxford comma.
0: Your if-then statements will also fall into this category of introductory phrases. So, if you're going to the store, comma, could you pick up walnuts for me?
1: Another common place you will see commas used are around interjectory phrases. Sometimes, especially in modern fiction, these are replaced with dashes, but commas is technically the traditional way to do it and if you're doing shorter ones,
0: commas still the best way. So these introductory phrases are often descriptors. They're either identifying something specific or giving a tangential thought. So drinking coffee, comma, even if it's scalding, comma, is my favorite way to start the day. I can take out that introductory phrase and go drinking coffee is my favorite way to start the day. In this case, it also helps describe the character. Jack Reacher would be
1: among those who would drink scalding coffee. But my main character in my
0: gamer files would not. Sometimes that introductory phrase is just a single word. So that's going to be more your identifying information. My sister, comma, Chris, comma, makes the best snickerdoodle cookies. My sweet tooth was going crazy when I was putting these notes together. Just... So, you know,
1: (laughs) I can tell. The thing with these commas is the whole phrase and the commas can be taken out, and
0: it's still a complete sentence. So, my sister makes the best snickerdoodle cookies. There are no commas in that sentence. Another way I see commas misused would be within quotation marks. So, you almost always have it on the inside of the quotation marks. Every once in a while you have it on the outside. When in doubt, just put it inside the quotation marks. Sometimes people will put a comma in when they mean a period, and sometimes they'll put a period in when they mean a comma. So understanding how to use dialogue tags will help you figure out if you're using a comma or a period. Mostly that comes down to, is your dialogue tag a complete sentence?
1: You also use commas in place of things that you omit. In AP style, like we discussed in our formatting styles episode earlier this month, this is used a lot to replace the word and in headlines.
0: This is also if you feel like you're repeating the same phrase over and over again, one right after the other, you can skip it and insert a comma instead. The example I found was, during the summer, comma, I go to the library every day. In autumn, comma, three times a week. In winter, comma, just once. The
1: comma is replacing the phrase, I go to the library.
0: This is to keep the reader interested and give just the most interesting information in the sentence. You will also see commas in some number use, like in dates or if you have more than a thousand of something. There are specific uses for commas depending on the style of formatting you're writing in. That's a whole other episode in and of itself, but we wanted to make sure it was at least mentioned during this episode.
1: When it comes to commas, most often authors will use too many. So how do you know how many is too many?
0: If you think maybe there are too many, that's probably a good indicator there are. The solution would be to break it up into multiple sentences. Sometimes that introductory phrase should be its own sentence. If you have a sentence that's not a list that you're using
1: more than two commas, you really should either try to break up the sentence into multiple ones or replace a couple of those commas with dashes.
0: Yeah. You should have one thought per sentence. If you're doing four and five different thoughts and just doing comma and comma and, that's gonna be exhausting for your reader. Period, capital, restart the next part of the sentence.
1: The whole purpose of writing is to communicate. And if you have too many commas, if it's slogging down your work, if it's becoming unwieldy and difficult to read, then what is the purpose of having written it?
0: Speaking of work, we've ended every episode this month talking about your homework, and we do have some homework for you when it comes to commas as well. Go
1: to your current work in progress and figure out your comma to
0: word ratio. So at the time I put the notes together for this episode, I had just under 20,000 words and slightly fewer than 1,200 commas. So that gave me, after I did the math, about one comma for every 17 words.
1: In mine, I took a draft that I had that ended little more than 57 and a half thousand words. I had about 2,700 commas, which equals about one comma per 21 words.
0: Do the math on your own work in progress. And if you have a single digit on your number of words, I would highly advise you go through and start making some of those commas periods. So read through your work in progress and find how many commas you can take away in order to clarify the meaning of what you're trying to tell. Obviously this happens during your editing process. If your thought process goes stream of consciousness and you're adding a comma every time you're stopping to pick a word, then go ahead, do that, delete it later,